Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello everyone, I am Katie Patrick, joined by David Fiorazzo, and it is the start of yet another week of educational nonsense. Do you have your pencils out? <laughs> Are they sharpened? Do people still use pencils? Are they allowed to is the question, okay. really. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to begin with a video of an underage student being given a lap dance by a drag queen during a school-sanctioned event. Yes, I said all those words together because they all go together for this story we're about to tell you. I'm just so depressed about it. Anyway, it uh, it's now drawing tough criticism, as you can wonder why from a North Carolina public school, David. All those all those words together. School sanctioned, yes. School sanctioned. School sanctioned. Drag queen, lap dances, yeah, students, you know, No big it. deal, nothing to see here, move along. Isolated incident. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the headline, New York, or New, North Carolina public school says it's looking to revise campus policies after a student straddled, I like that word, straddled, uh, <laughs> by drag queen. Um, it's Forsyth Technical School. Uh, they say parents of children under 18 were not notified of this event in advance. Katie, Patrick, where have we heard that before? Uh, pretty much everywhere. Parents not notified? Pa parents find out after the fact. Well, that's a first. Mm -hmm. I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding if you've been watching this program for any length of time. But this school says it's uh, looking to revise campus policies after children as young as 14 were invited to a drag queen show on campus. It's... Um, yeah, Katie said it right. This is not an isolated incident, but at least some of these are starting to make the news now. So those that do care, and I don't think it's enough people these days, Katie, um, can actually resist and do something about it and contact their school boards and whoever they need to contact. We have a brief video of this. If you don't believe what we're talking about, watch. <laughs> So the screams showed the excitement of the urchins. I heard the screams in horror. I thought, oh, that's... Ah! You know, yeah, they're excited that this guy was straddling this young girl. Was it? It was a girl, right? It, it's hard to tell from that. I think that's what the story but, said. Yeah. Anyway, um, promotional materials for the event, which was held at a restaurant on campus, featured photos of four drag queens there they are and advertised a drag performance free food and also look at that pride big pride there it's all about the pride. 2023 pride festival with it being held at the Four blaze size tech yeah at the blaze grill uh, that's exactly what they should have done is just set it ablaze because it would have been a better thing to do than everyone having to to see that and witness it and be subject I guess subjected to I'm it. glad you, nice choice of words Katie because if people don't repent uh, things will be set ablaze mm -hmm. on that day, Judgment Day, um, if these people who are calling evil good and are demonically driven do not stop this. And it's not just the drag queens. It's not just the guys dressed sexually and the perverts. It's people that are cheering this. Adults, parents going along with this. Come on, okay, back to the story, sorry. So uh, the situation has prompted the school to review its policies 
You think? Here's a quote. We have been in close contact with our early college school leadership and are talking with both leaders and parents about how we can revise campus policies and procedures regarding early and middle school students' attendance at campus events. So this program, it's the Forsyth County Health Department, prevent ongoing spread of STIs everywhere, and which set up a free HIV and STI testing station at the event and repeatedly promoted its participation on its Facebook page uh, since, and has since, by the way, backtracked on its support for the event. Katie, take it away. Well, what's so fascinating, and so you said it, the prevent ongoing spread of STIs everywhere, and then the acronym is POSSE, you know. (laughs) You know one way to not... (laughs) or to actually do the prevention of spreading STIs and uh, HIV and all that, is to not have actions like drag queens straddling students. That would help, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. because if you know how STIs and such are spread, that's one way is contact, close yes, physical yes. contact. I know. Like that. And um, it would be interesting to know what the parent of the student sitting in that chair was and also what the student's true reaction is because in the moment i'm i'm wondering was she like uh uh, uh, you know like just going along with it down knowing what's going on or was she like horrified or just basically shell-shocked i'm not sure Mm. i don't know but this is very disturbing on a lot of levels and i think um by the way, for those that, that really believe in the, quote, science of the six foot, remember the COVID rule, six feet distance, social distancing. So keep six feet away, put your mask on them. But they, they don't obey any of this, right, at, at these things. They just get right in the kids' faces and jump on them. Uh, where there was actually some contact there, but we don't need to go into detail. We don't want that much detail. Um, but it says here, uh, it's, this was an outreach of the, the county's Department of Health. And I'm going, all right. So you've got this event going on, and you got to bring in entertainers, apparently, and you decide to bring in men dressed as women. And then you decide to include children and minors. And then you decide to have, allow them to contact, t- touch each other in these ways. And then you're going, are, what's, what am I missing here? What people are not thinking logically, or they're, this couldn't have been planned. You know what I mean? When you said that, this, it, a light bulb went off in my head. Boom, boom. Share. Do share. When we were kids, it was like, oh, we're going to have a kid's birthday party. Who do we get for an entertainment? Clowns. You might hire a clown to yeah. come entertain. And yep, we're still doing it. We're doing we're clowns. Still clowns. Clowns are there. It's just now they're being very sexual about being up in the kids' faces. I mean, Ronald McDonald wears just as much makeup as those drag queens or the drag queens wear just as much makeup as them. I don't know. Chicken or the egg, which came first. So what's interesting uh, in the story, it also talks about how the high schoolers were notified about this via email and it's like free pizza. They, they said, Hey, free pizza. Any adult, much less any high schooler would be like free pizza. I am there. All right. It did not say supposedly that there was any mention of the drag queen performances. Was that just oop, the surprise? <laughs> and then someone else who apparently has direct knowledge of this event said that some of the kids were tipping the performers with cash during the event. I'm actually surprised kids have cash. Everything's credit <laughs> card now, you know? So, but the fact that 
these children then were paying adult men to dance like such. And yeah. I guess if you're give, if a lap dance is being had, I mean, rightfully so, you're supposed to tip them. That's proper etiquette, is it not? In drag queen world and just... Yeah, I love one of the responses, too, by the way. You know, they had to respond to this. We do not condone the actions that allegedly took place during the allegedly. event. There's video footage. Allegedly. There's video footage. Allegedly. And so they didn't comment further other than saying the Forsyth Tech did not use public funds for the event. Well, whoop-de-doo. Whoop-de-doo-dah. All right, still to come, a Florida principal is forced to resign after showing a classical sculpture to sixth graders during an art lesson. We'll discuss what happened and whether this may be a case of parents overreacting. Stay with us. This is a bit of a controversial story in an artistic way okay now michelangelo's david statue you may have heard of it you may have seen it um it's caused a school principal in tallahassee florida to resign after parents complained about a renaissance art lesson that showed students michelangelo's actual sculpture of the bible's david and again you know what david looks like okay he is quite tall and he is quite without clothing yeah, on. Quite without clothing. So Tallahassee Classical School, and this is where I'm going to say it very loud and proud, Classical School, uh, Principal Hope Karaskila, I'm not sure how you I pronounce so. her last Karaskila. name. I think so, Karaskila. something like that. She, well, she stepped down during an emergency school board meeting after only being there a year. Hmm. The Tallahassee Democrat, the newspaper there, reported. Barney Bishop, the school board's chair, reportedly gave her an ultimatum, telling her that she could either quit or that she would be fired. And so uh, she believes she was forced to resign because of the art lesson that featured Michelangelo's David. The sculpture. So uh, Bishop then also declined to say why he asked her to, desi to resign at the advice of the school's employment lawyer. Huh. Interesting how this works. Okay, so the long and short of it is, <laughs> should the principal have to resign or anyone else for showing basically Michelangelo's David, because he's nude, to a group of students who, according to the website, it says that... Um, it's sixth grade when the kids take Renaissance art. So this so is a sixth, sixth grade class. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly. It, okay. it sounds like it, it sounds like it's the eleven and twelve year olds who would be seeing this okay. in the art lesson. Um, this Tallahassee classical, again, classical school. It's a charter school. They follow Hillsdale College curriculum, and that requires instruction. Love Hillsdale. Yeah, the Shout instruction out. about Renaissance art takes place in sixth grade. Uh, yeah, so six, eleven, and twelve year olds yeah, I showing mean, this. There's so many angles to this story. Yeah. There really are. Because you know what I'm thinking? 11 and 12-year-olds, hmm, in a classical school. Um, now, I know it's nudity. I know it's a sculpture, though, and I know it's art. And I don't typically say, you know, or, or justify these things. But I'm thinking what four and five and six-year-olds are being shown and told in the government-run schools in K or pre-K or the youngest, the earliest of ages, much worse than something like this. They're being told all kinds of lies. They're being perverted. They're being indoctrinated. And so th that's just a little angle I've come at it. Not to, not to say, I still don't know what I think about this. Um, I'm thinking where I was at in sixth grade. 
you're probably, you see this, whether you're a boy or a girl, you're probably a little embarrassed. There's nudity in, in the classroom and around all my friends and the teacher. So what do you think, Katie? I think, I'm going to have you think. Help well, me think. I think while you watch this. Okay, watch. Michelangelo's classic David statue is the center of controversy in a Florida classroom. A private school principal in Florida resigned over it. According to the Tallahassee Democrat, she was ousted by angry parents after the Renaissance masterpiece was shown to sixth graders at Tallahassee Classical School, a charter school. The paper reporting Hope Karaskia resigned last week after the school gave her an ultimatum to quit or be fired after three parents complained, according to our affiliate. The school told the paper that other factors were involved in her departure as well. The move even catching the attention of the mayor of Florence, Italy, tweeting mistaking art for pornography is just ridiculous and invited the former principal to the city for recognition. We've seen books being pulled off of shelves because one person complains. Uh, and then we're seeing now even regarding art that we uh, shouldn't allow certain pieces of art to be used uh, in our schools as well. All right, so here's how I am interpreting this. We can't make this a battle of, well, the four and five-year-olds are seeing much worse stuff today, so that gives us the out that clearly it's okay to allow yeah, them. Yeah, but not quite going that far. Not doing that. So we need to take everything. This, this is why everything needs to be taken into context. This is a classical school. Okay. All right, and, so, and these are 11 and 12-year-olds, and this is a piece of art that has stood the test of time. Yeah. This is not some new, like the newest art, which is like someone put a banana on display and let it just sit there. And apparently that was considered art. This is longstanding so that you take into account that this is true art. But at the same time, is this too much for kids at that age? Or is it you set the students up to make them understand? Because if it is a classical school, then the kids are taught actually how to think how, and can think critically the, about this. Were the parents... Could yeah. the parents have been notified beforehand? And then opt out? Would yeah. that have been it? I, I mean, clearly know. this was put into a context, not just in a random math class. We're just going to show right, David's right. nudity and say, yeah. take a look at it, count how many abs he has. You know, I think the penalty was so, a little harsh, but did, did she get to go to Italy? Italy? Italy. Didn't someone get to go to Italy because of this? They were invited to Italy? Didn't I hear that in the video? Anyway, I thought I heard that. Well, anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, according to the now former principal, she does say it saddens me that my time here had to end this way. Now, it was three parents who were the ones who reportedly complained about the lesson's content um, it, in saying it upset their children. Again, this is a parents. What do you think on this one? Mm -hmm. When we're talking about something as classic as David. 11 and 12 years 11 old. 11 and 12 okay. year old. Yeah. What do you what do you think? Uh, what should have happened? Was the punishment too harsh? Should there have been anything? This is, this is one of those controversial ones, so we want to hear about it. Yep. All right, well, when we come back, we have a North Carolina middle school teacher who has a lot to answer for after an 11-year-old boy has his mouth, kind of half his face taped shut in class. And we're going to actually peel that tape off and talk about it next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Well, shut your mouth. 
What? Got it. Shut your mouth. Okay, or what if a I teacher, don't? A teacher will shut it for you. Is This is what this story is about. Um, that was the message essentially given at a middle school in North Carolina. Now, this story actually happened way long ago. Not really, but it was back on Valentine's Day, which in modern times is a long time ago. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a mother of an 11-year-old boy who received a text message from her son showing a photograph of the son during class with his mouth completely taped shut. And it was taped shut by his school teacher in Johnston, North Carolina. Let's, let's take a look at this. Ugh. This is 11-year-old Brady Webster inside his classroom last month. So I asked, you know, what is that? Who did that? And he didn't respond. It's a text that Catherine Webster got from her son on February 14th from inside Smithfield Middle. Just layer after layer, there were some pieces that went right up to his lower eyelid. Painter's tape stuck across the sixth grader's face. He says by his English and language arts teacher. So I showed the principal the photo and she took us into her office. From there, an investigation within the school system began. It had been going on, you know, about two months and that it had happened to several kids in the classroom. And sometimes she tapes some kids' wrists together. Sometimes she tapes their mouths. Brady told his mom he didn't speak up because he didn't want to question his teacher. He was humiliated. Johnston County School said the teacher who was just hired in August of 2022, resigned on February 17th, days after Brady's text to his mom. It's a very lucky thing that Brady doesn't have some condition like asthma. Like, I want to know who is going to be holding people accountable when they do things like this and make these errors in judgment. Yeah, so a couple questions here. Um, (laughs) If you just got hired by a district in August... Are you a new teacher? Are you, did you get, have to resign from a different position because this is just how you roll? You like to take painter's tape and put it on kids' mouths? Like, why, why would you think, you know, if a kid's not listening, the best thing I can do, the smartest thing would be to put tape over their mouth. And I bet everyone's totally cool with that. Like, how do you actually think that resolves anything? Maybe she just painted her classroom. Ooh, that's possible as well. Yeah. And had a bunch Um, of painter's tape in there. That is quite possible and and i make light of this just because it is painter's tape and painter's tape doesn't stick to walls so i'm i'm glad it wasn't like duct tape because that would yeah that would do some damage on any kid so it's just it it, i'm there's part of me that's wondering why did this kid have a a cell phone in the first place to be able to be texting his mom during school but i guess if we're going to have teachers doing things like this these kids need to have cell phones to be able to contact and not save them, but save them from what the teachers are doing to them. Jeez. I, I still don't understand. Uh, we haven't talked about this in a long time, but but the need for a camera, a webcam in every classroom. I don't know why there's that hasn't been pursued as well, an actual And policy. that's going down a whole nother path. Privacy? Well, privacy, but it's also like that we could talk about that, the, the debate, like, there are people who would sit there and just watch the camera all day and every little possible thing that teacher oh, says nitpick. could nitpick. And then then you also lose things. So yeah, we, we could go down that a whole nother day. Yeah. Uh, but for now, basically, <clears throat> I got to get my voice on. Okay. Unless you want to do it. No, you go ahead. You want rock, paper, scissors? Your response. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. How do you do that? One, two, well, three, right, you go. You got your hand out like this. Ready? Yeah. One, One two, two, three. Oh, smash you. I get to do it. All right. Woohoo. I win. District response is <laughs> Johnston County Public Schools takes any allegations of staff misconduct seriously. 
Although we cannot discuss the specifics of an investigation into alleged staff misconduct, we can confirm that whenever such allegations arise, our administration responds swiftly by investigating the allegations and sometimes by removing staff from classrooms pending completion of a thorough review. School administrators are always able and willing to speak with any and all parents who may have concerns regarding any issue that occurs. Smash. Oh. There's that alleged staff Everything's alleged. Everything's misconduct. Alleged. Yeah, like the little kid is going to put tape on his face and text his mom and say, say, hey, the teacher did this to make it up. Anyway, um, here's an interesting thought, too. Maybe you might not find it interesting, but here's how my brain works. I go back to way back when I was in grade school and um, teachers were disciplining. Oh, yeah. And I mean disciplining. Um, in whatever way they needed to. Now, not in abusive ways, in my opinion, but today you lay a finger, you, you do this on someone's hand, and that's, that's abuse. So I'm, and I'm not justifying putting tape over a kid's mouth, but I'm thinking, well, the, the, the teacher can't touch the student, right? You can get in their face and point and yell, Even and still no it. results. What, I mean, I, I can imagine why some want to throw their hands up so there's uh, there's there's a lot of things going on here in, in this one though. So many things. But painters I'm gonna, tape. I'm going to metaphorically put some painters tape over your mouth right now because still to come, following the tragic event at a Nashville Christian school, one company has developed a product that turns any classroom into a bulletproof safe room. We're going to show you how it works next. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project Media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. So bulletproof safe room to protect kids from school shootings goes viral in this new video. We're going to come back and talk about it. you got to check this out. Watch. Our goal here is to give every kid an opportunity um, to go home in the evening. Kevin Thomas was spending his time making ballistic housing units for the military with his company KT Security Solutions. But after the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas last spring, his focus shifted to the classroom. We came up with a deployable solution that takes up five inches of wall space when it's not being used in the corner of a classroom. Thomas took his idea to State Senator Garland Gunger, who introduced him to Superintendent Kyle Koloff. From there, the pilot program for the Rapid Deploy Safe Room system started in the classrooms of West Elementary. That easy. <laughs> I mean, it is sad, but it's something that's on our, as, as leaders in education, it's, you're always thinking, you know, what's, it's unfortunate, it is sad, but it's where we are. The unit expands into the safe room in less than 10 seconds. Once in place, it locks from the inside that can only be unlocked by a teacher. In the unimaginable thought or, or, or action of an active shooter, this is a safe place for the students and the, and the teacher to get in. Serving as a ballistic shield in the event of an active shooter, a shelter during severe weather, 
or an additional space for students and teachers. Um, this is not going to fix the issues that cause these things, but it's, but it's going to give us a protected place to go until we figure that out as a community and as a nation. So it's an interesting thought. I, I've got so many different, different thoughts on this. Um, you think of practicality. You think of, okay, a lot of money would be poured into that. And what about the timing? Um, the only way to know in those rare cases, I mean, I know there maybe happens more often when a, uh, an idiot goes into a school um, and starts shooting, but do you hear the gunshots? Do you have time in the, if you're the classroom next door after the initial shock that you realize someone's inside our school to have the teacher run over and pull this open? Maybe. Maybe not, but what are your thoughts? Well, it, it, the way a lot of these uh, trainings go, though, at schools, like whatever the response is for your school, depending on where you are, teachers are actually uh, trained to do, having to do more than that to maybe get less benefit out of it. So it's like they have to go, they have to shut the door, they have to lock the door, they have to do this, they have to get this, you know, like put the students here, put the students there. Uh, what's interesting about this option, I have no idea in terms of how much this would actually cost any given school, <laughs> is that they do say, hey, you could leave this up like year round anyway, and it could be considered a safe space for students or like a reading nook or a place for students to go in and maybe if they have to make up a test or something. So like having that corner basically off, like cornered off in your room at all times means it would already be up and everyone would mm. just run into it. Okay. Interesting. Again, another option. Of course, immediately though, when I saw this and saw some of the comments, people are like, "Oh, they're just trying to make money off of people." <sighs> and it's like, "Well, hey, did you live through the past couple of years and know of what some of these pharmaceutical companies yeah, yeah. have been Look doing?" Yeah, yeah. Look in the oh, mirror. But for this, and if, if you're saying it, like, it's at no cost. Like, it doesn't matter what the cost is. This is our children's lives. Then you should be all for it. Then it shouldn't matter to you if you're all about saving the children's lives if you're making that counter argument. Yeah. How many schools are there in the country? Too many. Okay. I'm just, I don't know the number, but last year there were a total of 51 school shootings, according to this article, um, in the U.S., 51 school shootings, and anywhere from injuries to deaths in that. And it's, and it's interesting. Um, boy, this would be a lot of money. And get who would pay for this? That's my problem is it would be the taxpayer. It would be us. And, and, People that have been out of school for a long time. People that uh, just, anyway, um, there are some good things. It's common sense things. Somebody's probably thinking, well, boy, if my, my kid was in a school that was in a big, in a city where, you know, it's more dangerous, of course I would want one of those. It doesn't take up space. There's a lot of good things about it. But the money comes into play. So much of this, Katie, I wish it didn't come down to, to, to money and other things. That's a lot of it comes down to that, right? Yeah. Well, if you are a fan of the show for no money at all, <laughs> all you have to do is really? like, comment and share this video. I mean, it's free. Why not do it? Now, for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting what we do. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.